Hello, and welcome to another episode of Feed Your Faith. I'm your host, Courtney Kopeck, and I am so excited that you are here with me today because I have a really awesome topic that I'm going to be discussing with you. Today's topic is all about acceptance and grace, and this is so important. I think it's probably like the number one thing that we need to be really working on, not just as Christians, but as human beings. Um, Acceptance is a word that I've been trying to do a lot of research into lately because in order to sort of move beyond the life of dieting, move beyond those rules and those restrictions and those little tiny boxes that we put ourselves in when we are so absorbed into living in that, in that kind of world, getting outside of that really takes a lot of acceptance and a lot of grace around ourselves. Because when you're in that world, there's very little room for that. And so the longer you've been living in that world, the more grace and acceptance you really need. As I've been like digging through my past history with dieting, which I've said before has pretty much lasted my entire life, always been on some sort of diet. Even if I didn't think I was dieting, I was constantly watching calories or at least thinking about my weight and my body, which to me still constitutes as being on a diet. (laughs) Um, So I was sort of like digging through my past history with it and where I could find areas that I saw some acceptance or some grace. And to be honest with you, I didn't find any. Um, I know that God gives us grace every single day. He says that my grace is sufficient for you. He says that my grace is fresh and new every day. So I know that that grace exists and it exists eternally. It's eternal grace because God's eternal. So anything that we receive from God is coming to us on an eternal level. So we can't run out of grace. God can't run out of giving us grace because he doesn't run out of anything. Um, He has a sufficient, abundant supply of grace for us at all times. So it's never a question of us not getting enough of it. It's always the question of us accepting it, being willing to receive that grace. And when you're so focused on your food and on your body, you really have very little room to accept that grace. It's very difficult, especially because when you're living in the dieting world, you're, you're, you're consistently being challenged by the forces that be in that world, like the, um, fitness instructors and the billboards that are up all over the place in Times Square and society in general and TV commercials and media and just dieting industry in general and even health professionals, doctors, you're you're up against these forces that are continually telling you, you need to change. You are not good enough as you are right now. 
and you need to change. And not only do you need to change, but you need to change to fit into our idea of what you must be in order to live a, quote, healthy life, right? The industry is now, we're not about so much getting maybe thin. It's all about getting healthy, right? You know, getting fit. It's still just a cover up for you're not good enough and you need to change in order for us to accept you. Um, I think that what's important is just first, I want to kind of talk a little bit about what the heck is grace? What is grace? Let's get that clear. Um, and then I'm going to sort of talk about, you know, how we can receive it, why we need to receive it and ways that we can really start applying grace and acceptance more to our lives. But let's just figure out first, what is grace? So grace is mercy, really. Um, it's, it's God's love given to the unlovely. It's God's peace given to the, given to the restless. If you feel yourself unlovely, and if you are a human being, you are because you have sin in you, right? You make bad choices all the time, even though you don't mean to, right? God's grace covers those things. And you get it simply because you believe that his son, Jesus, died on the cross and was risen three days later. That's all you have to do in order to get the grace. God gives it to you. And it's sort of like his tool. It's his way of helping us every day. And we know we need help every single day. That's why people say like, you know, Lord, give me your grace. Like, I just want to feel it today because I've already made a few mistakes and it's only eight in the morning and I'm on a first cup of coffee. We need God's grace every single day. And it's just kind of his little nudge to help us get through the day so that we can achieve his work. Remember, our lives are always about achieving God's work. It's always about spreading love. It's always about spreading grace and mercy to others because that's what Jesus did. He was all about love. He was all about grace. He was all, all about mercy. He was all about acceptance. I mean, he would let people know when they weren't in the right place but he never stopped loving them while he was doing that. It was always constant and it was never changed by the works of other people. It was because he just understood, he got it, you know, and that's what God, God, he, he has it. He gets it. He understands our hearts. He understands where we're coming from. He knows why we make the choices that we make that maybe aren't the best, not just for us, but are hurtful to other people too. And so that's why we need his grace. We need that love and that mercy every single day so that we can move beyond those negative choices and find ourselves in a place where we are not relying on our own works, but trusting more in God in our lives. And that is so the opposite of dieting. That is so the opposite of what that industry has us doing. Um, you know, dieting sort of taught me that works were all that mattered in my life. That my only job was really to focus on getting thin. Um, and that everything else had to come out of that. 
you know, you feel when you start dieting, number one, you start off already not liking your body. You don't have an acceptance around your body, which means you don't have an acceptance around your life because our body is such a symbol for life. I mean, it is life, right? Our spirit, our soul is existing in this body. It is a living, breathing, taking up space thing. And I don't think we realize how much a symbol our bodies are for our lives, especially as women, because we're so objectified. Everything is about our bodies. Everything is about our figure. Everything is about what we look like. And no matter how much we try to push beyond that, it's still there. People are still reminding us of that. And I don't know if that's something that's ever going to go away. I'm not sure if I'm really all that concerned about it. Um, I mean, I would like it to go away. I want to work certainly on finding much more respect for women and less focus on what our bodies are. And that is one of my goals in this, in this work that I do. But I believe that acceptance is a huge part of that, not accepting the negativity towards our body, but accepting our bodies despite that negativity. Um, you know, I kind of explained a little bit a few minutes ago what grace is about, but let's, let me, I feel like I'm being led right now to sort of talk about what acceptance is too, because this is a word that I've always believed meant giving up. It meant giving in, you know, okay, I'll accept this. I guess I'm willing to accept that I'll never be a size whatever, or I guess I'm willing to accept that I'm just not going to be able to put on as much muscle as so-and-so from that Instagram account. It, it feels very much like what we're doing is just throwing in the towel, you know, and that is totally not what it is. When you put acceptance together with grace, what you're really saying is I'm honoring myself. I believe myself worthy enough to have God's grace in my life. I believe myself worthy enough to accept that this is the situation, this is the reality as it stands today, and I can still have love and grace and mercy in my life despite this situation. It doesn't have anything to do with change. I think that's the other thing people feel about acceptance, that when they accept something, they're saying that they're not going to work on it anymore. They're saying that they're letting it go. There's going to be no more change around that. And you don't know that. You can't see into the future. You have no idea what's going to happen with situations. We don't know where women are going to be 50 years from now in terms of the accomplishments we can make around people judging us less on our looks and, and, and being you know, more willing to view us as human beings and not just as these objectified creatures who should be able to change their bodies consistently with what's going on in, in the beauty world during that time. We have no idea what we are saying by accepting ourselves, accepting our eating, accepting what's going on in the very present moment is that despite the circumstances, we can still love ourselves. Despite the circumstances, we still have faith that God is taking care of us. Despite 
what's happening in this moment today. I have God's love. I'm going to be okay. So this is what I believe acceptance to mean. And I think it's a very valuable thing because here's something that I've noticed in my own personal life. When I'm not willing to accept God's grace over my life, what I'm really saying is, I got this, God. I don't need you. I, I'm going to use my body as an example. Now, I don't 100% love my body. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say, oh, yeah, I'm so comfortable with everything about my body. I put on a bathing suit and I just feel amazing. And I never think twice about what my dimpled butt looks like in it. You know, I'm not going to... I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to say those things. I still have issues, especially with my stomach. That's supposed, that's like, that's like, you know, most women have huge issues with their stomachs. I'm not going to go off on a tangent about that, but that's like a whole nother podcast. I'm sure I will end up doing is something around our stomachs, but I digress. I was talking about my body. Okay. So I don't fully, um, love everything about my body, but what I am working on is accepting it. And there's a big difference. So if I'm telling God that I can't accept my body as it is today, I'm not talking about, oh, I wish it looked like this, you know, so in the future, I'll love it when it looks like that. Or I loved it when it, when it did look like this in the past. I'm talking about the very present moment because I always say this is where God meets us in the present moment. God, you can't go back to the past and you've never been to the future. So you can't be with God in those places. You can only be with God in the very present moment. So if I say to God that I cannot accept my body as it is in this moment, in this very millisecond, what I'm saying to God is, I do not believe his grace is sufficient. And I think that I am unlovable and I don't trust in his opinion of me. I don't trust in his love for me. And if I break that down, that's like such a huge blasphemy against God. Because what I'm saying is that basically, I mean, essentially I know better than God. Oh God, you may want to give me grace around my body. You may have given me grace around my body, but I can't accept it because I've got this huge belly roll left over from twins. Or I've, you know, put on this weight since I've been intuitive eating. And now I've got these love handles, these muffin tops, and I can't even button my old jeans. So now I can't accept your grace. I'm, I'm not willing to do that. In other words, I'm saying, are you crazy, God? Look at me. How could you possibly give me grace around this body? This body is disgusting. Was, would you say that to God? If you were sitting down across from God and you guys were having a body conversation, would you say that to God? I think you'd be in tears, crying, having him hug you, just absorbing all of the peace and love and light coming off of him that he has for you. You know, you've got to get real about this stuff. You do not have any say in what God thinks about you. You don't. You do not. And God loves you. And God has grace for you every single day, fresh and new in every moment. And if you can't accept that grace that God has for you, then you are sinning against God. You're basically giving the middle finger to him. And that's a pretty big deal. 
And we do it all the time. All the time. Now, God may not be super stoked if you haven't been eating that great. If you know that you've been binging all the time, maybe to the point where you're even getting sick, or if you haven't been even eating, it's been days since you've had food, right? Like he understands, he knows when we're not treating our bodies in a manner that's very loving. But this is exactly why we need God's grace, because that is there for us when we're not doing a very good job of loving ourselves on our own. And let's face it, if you're a dieter, where is the love for yourself? I don't see it. I never had it. I thought I did. I thought I was like so in love with myself, but all I was in love with was getting thinner, having control, fitting in, making sure that I was safe and secure. That's what dieting was for me. It was a way of feeling safe and secure. And God came in and was like, girl, you are not safe and secure in anything outside of me. And it took me years to realize that. Years that I wish I had back. But there's nothing I can do about it because it made me the person I am today. I wouldn't even have this job if it weren't for dieting. So it is, it, you know, God always turns what, what we think is bad into something that's a beautiful blessing for us. And he's going to do the same thing for you. These years of dieting that you feel that you've wasted, these years of, of self-hatred and guilt and shame, he's going to make something beautiful out of it. Just the fact that you're sitting here listening to this podcast right now, he's already doing a change in you. So just take a moment to thank him for that. It's a blessing. Um, but, you know, back to what I was saying is that we have to recognize that despite the fact that we've been binging or restricting or whatever we've been doing to our bodies, over-exercising, God still loves us and God still gives us grace. That is what grace is. It covers the sin. It covers the, the, the bad decisions, the bad choices that we've made just because we're human. He knows we're not going to get it right. He knows that. He created us to need him. He created us with a void that needs to be filled. And it can only be filled by him. It cannot be filled by how much you weigh. It cannot be filled by what diet you're on. It cannot be filled by whether or not you're eating gluten. That's not going to fill it. If it did, I always say this, the diet industry would not exist. Okay. It would not exist if it actually worked because everyone would just hand out, here you go. Here's the diet. Do this X, Y, and Z, and you'll be thin. And it would work. And people wouldn't need all this baloney that comes out all the time. The new ways to lose weight. The new ways. If you're doing this, oh, no, you got to do this instead. This is what really works. It wouldn't be so confusing if it actually worked. It doesn't work. It doesn't work because God does not want it to work. God did not design us to have dieting work long term. Because he sees how much we use it to fill ourselves, especially as women. So I want you to remember that grace and acceptance are love despite. Love despite. Love 
despite the fact that you binged. Love despite the fact that you're restricting. Love despite the fact that you gained X amount of weight. Love despite the fact that you hate how you look in a bathing suit at the beach today. That is what grace and acceptance is. And I am telling you right now, I do not believe for a millisecond that there can be joy and peace in any life that does not experience God's grace. And by experience, I don't mean just, oh, okay, today I'm feeling pretty good, so I'll take that grace, God. I'm talking about accepting that grace when you are on the floor in tears because you can't button your jeans. When you are crying in your bed, not wanting to get up to go to work because last night you ate so much food that you ended up getting sick. Accepting God's grace when you went back to your eating disorder after 10 years of not touching it. This is really when we need the grace. When you feel you're most unlovable is when you need that grace the most. And it's there for you to take that acceptance of yourself, that radical acceptance. I will love and accept myself despite the sin. Despite the bad choice that I made. Despite my works. So let's talk about works because this is a huge, this is a doozy, people. Works, works, works. Let me tell you, I'm taking a sip of my coffee. I got to get a little recharged here to go on about this one. Oh, I just love coffee. Mm, okay. Dieting equals works. I'm going to say it again. Dieting equals works. There are a lot of times I think back to when I was fat. When I was at my fattest. I was in junior high. And I was popular. Despite the box that we put fat people in. I had friends. People liked me. I had to earn those friendships. And it certainly wasn't like, oh, I was popular because I was the hot girl in school because I was fat, right? So you can't be pretty if you're fat. And that was being sarcastic, by the way. Um, but I was popular and I had friends. And a lot of that came because I had confidence about myself. I didn't like being fat, but I had acceptance and I mean, that could have been also because I was so much younger. I was, you know, living in a different age. We didn't have the Kardashians. We didn't have social media. I mean, it, it was a different world back then. I sound like such an old person right now, but it was. So I can't compare what this is like for teens today who are fat. I can only use my own experience is that I was fat and I had friends because I accepted myself despite my fat. I was able to enjoy my life despite my fat. It didn't hold me back from having confidence. And I don't know if because everyone was so much younger and we were just kids that that confidence didn't threaten other people. I'm not sure. And that's why they were friends with me. 
I think that people were drawn to me because it was rare to see someone who's fat be so gregarious and outgoing and 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 just totally non-judgmental and not even thinking about their bodies. Usually, you know, in movies and things like that, the fat person is depicted as the one who's sitting alone at a table miserable with their life and totally buying into the hype that, you know, they suck because they're fat, right? I didn't that was not me. That's not my personality. Then, anyhow. Okay. And so I have thought back to those times and and really been like, geez, I think I was happier when I was fatter. Because when I lost weight, that was when I got sucked into the cyclone of my works and self-judgment and self-hatred and self-loathing. I mean, I got thrown into it and I was introduced to it through dieting. I had done dieting my whole life growing up. But it was always just sort of the side note. It was not my entire existence. It was not what I was living for. And again, that could have just been because I was younger and I couldn't really focus on it and I didn't really care and I wasn't a grown-up yet. And I I don't know. Um, What I do know is that in high school, when I began to exercise and started paying attention to food, and paying attention to what I was eating, it made me pay attention to my body. But it was not in the healthy way because once the weight started to come off, I got more attention. And that was when I started falling into the trap because it was like, oh, so this is what it's like when you're smaller. People respect you more. You don't have to work so hard to get people's respect, which is absurd. It's crazy. I busted my butt when I was fat to get people to respect me. It wasn't easy. I had to be outgoing. I had to be funny and in your face and whatever, because that was the only way I could get anyone to notice me because I didn't have beauty, at least by society standards. Once you have beauty, otherwise known as thinness, you automatically get respect. This is a truth. I'm not going to lie to you and say, oh, no, that doesn't happen. Of course it happens. Look, there's a reason why we want to be thin. There's a reason why we chase after that. We see it every single day. We see what the thin people get. We see it and we want it. But is it good for us? Do we need it? I say no. I say hell no. Because you have God's grace. You don't need it. But if you don't get that, it doesn't matter. And once you're really into the throes of dieting, it's hard to see anything else. You're in the fog of fitness. And you cannot see past it. And so when I started to lose my weight, which also was by the help of diet pills, I'm not going to say which ones. They don't exist anymore. Um, The good news for the diet pills was that it did help me pay attention to what I was eating. 
that was a good thing. I'm happy about that. Not in the sense that, oh, it helped me pay attention to what I was eating, aka counting calories, but it made me, like, I wanted to pay attention to having more vegetables. I wanted to pay attention to um, my hunger and my fullness. And this pill did sort of help with that. So that was something that was good, but I wasn't able emotionally and like mentally to take on what it was now going to be like living in a thin body. And so once I did get smaller to a point where by society standards, I was now in the club, I was continually working my butt off to stay in it. And so that's why looking back, I think I was happy fat because at least then I wasn't trying to maintain something that did not come easy to me, which was being thin, weighing a certain amount. If I wasn't putting 100% focus on my food and my body, the weight came on very easily. I used to tell people, oh, I can only live off X amount of calories. God created me that way. You know, now I get it. And I see like, no, you can live off of many other calories, but you're going to put on weight. And what the heck is the big deal about that? Like if you're not binging, you're not purging. Cause I used to have an issue with bulimia. If you're eating well-rounded meals enjoying your food and allowing yourself to eat whatever you feel like eating in the moment and you put on weight, who cares? I cared. I cared big time because I saw that as defeat. I saw that as a negativity. I saw that as something I wasn't supposed to allow in my life. I had been fighting my entire life against that. If I allowed it, that was throwing in the towel. If I allowed grace, if I allowed acceptance over that situation, then what was I fighting for all these years? This is a very difficult question for us because that's what we have been doing. We have been fighting a battle against ourselves for decades. Anyone who's been a dieter, whether you just started dieting a year ago or 20 years ago, you have been fighting a battle against yourself. And it's just you fighting it. Let me tell you, God is not there helping you to lose weight. Now, God would like to help you have a good relationship with food and have a good relationship with your body and to be healthy. And I want to say be healthy in what healthy truly means, because we have taken the word healthy and turned it into a diet word. And I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I don't know if any of you know what that's from. <laughs> I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but I just remember someone in some movie or something like that, some TV show. I can't stand it. Oh, I know what it's from. Blazing Saddles. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. Mel Brooks. Great, great, great man. Anyways, um, 
Uh, let's get to some scripture here because I just don't like to always do a podcast and not have some scripture going on. All right. Here we go. First Corinthians 15, 10 says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, but yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. So this is um, Paul talking, letter to the Corinthians here. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. I worked harder than all of them, but it wasn't me. It was the grace of God that was with me. Let's talk about what this means. First of all, by the grace of God, I am what I am. That's acceptance right there. I am what I am. Popeye, I am what I am. That is grace. I am what I am despite the sin. I am what I am despite the fact that I had to go out and buy new clothes because I've been intuitively eating and I gained weight. I am what I am despite the fact that I'm the fattest person in my office. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. That is 100% acceptance. Then he goes on to say, and his grace to me was not without effect. Hallelujah. Can I get an AM on that one? No. Amen. Not AM. Strike that. Reverse it. Willy Wonka quote. I love movies if you can't tell. I am what I am. And it was not without effect. God does not give us grace for no reason. He's not just giving us grace and still things stay the same. That is not how God works. Nothing stays the same with God ever except God. God is never changing, but our circumstances are always changing. Our lives are always changing. We are people of change, right? We change our minds all the time, all the time. I used to think dieting was where it's at. Now I don't. I used to think I had to be thin in order to have a good life. Now I don't. There's some change. Those are big changes. And they came not because of me, but because I accepted God's grace in my life. I was willing to say to God, yes, Lord, I will take who you say I am. Despite these things about myself that drive me nuts. And that's where the faith comes in. You accept the grace and then you have the faith. You say, yes, Lord, I accept the grace. And now I'm just going to leave it in your hands. And of course, you're still going to think about how much you hate yourself when you've done a binge. That's not going to change the very first day you accept God's grace if you haven't been really working on acceptance. But it will come. The impatience is what kills us. The need to have it now, the idea that we know better than God what the plan over our lives is, what it should look like. And this is something else that I was just talking to my mentor, Isabel Fox and Duke about. 
we were discussing how there's a saying out there. My husband uses it all the time. We plan and God laughs. And her and I were talking about all the things in our lives where we really wanted to see it come to fruition, something that we were hoping would happen and the work, the work, the work, the work that we would put towards it and how long it would take. And also that things would start to move in places that we didn't even think of. Things would start to take form and take shape in ways that we never even imagined. And then in the end, looking back on it, when all was said and done, God created something far better and more superior and quite lovely than what our original plan had ever been. So I always say like, thank God my plans do not work out because I'm not good at making plans. And the reason we're not good at making plans is because we change. We change all the time. When I first started this business, I called it cake and kale lifestyle and it was not health at every size focused. And then God led me. I accepted grace. I started to see where he was working in my life and I allowed myself to follow that. And now I'm just Courtney Kopeck, a health at every size Christian-based coach. It changed. You have to be willing to be changed. You have to be willing to be changed, but you have to be willing to do it God's way. And dieting is utterly against that. Completely. Dieting is all about works. That is what it's about. It says to you, all you need to focus on is your willpower. Well, what is willpower? It's power of your own will. It allows for zero of God's grace. It's an act done only through yourself. It's based off of merit and not mercy. Dieting had taught me that only my works mattered in life. It had to start first with getting thin. And then that continued on to all other areas of my life. Okay, now you're thin. Now what can you do to improve your life? Where can you look? Where can you go? Well, how am I, how, you know, how's this area? I wanted to be an actress. How am I doing in that area? Where am I controlling it? I like this person over here. How can I get him to like me? How can I control that? You know, you're working in your job. How can you control the people in your job? How can you get them to like you, to accept you? How can you get your boss to respect you? How can you get it so you're making more money? How can you move up? What can you do? What are your works? Willpower. Where is your focus? These things typically are on ourselves. And this is where the mistakes are made because we're not accepting God's grace. We're not accepting his help. We're not focusing just on God. We're focusing on our own ability to achieve. And so much of that part of my personality was fostered through dieting. And that's the point I really wanted to get at was that you know, before when I was talking about when I was fat and I felt happier and then I lost weight and it seemed like, okay, well now I'm thin and yeah, 
people are looking at me different and you get compliments and that feels really great. And all of a sudden your self-esteem is boosted and you're somebody, finally you're somebody, right? Finally, people see you because that's the goal in, in life, in everything we do. We just want to be seen. We don't want to be judged. But the problem is that the more you're seen, the more you're judged. How are you going to handle that? By continuing to try to keep working and proving yourself? How exhausting is that? Because I can promise you, you may be able to lose weight. You may be able to get thin through dieting and keep it off. But what are you going to do if it comes back on? How are you going to feel about yourself? This is why the works don't work. You get thin and now it's your job to stay there. This is now your job. This is now your cross to bear. This is now your burden. And a lot of people don't see it that way. They don't get it yet because they're so brainwashed into believing that they're just trying to live healthy. Well, guess what? God did not make healthy feel so crappy. You are stressed out from always trying to stay thin, always trying to lose weight, always trying to fit in. You're competing with yourself and you were always going to be losing that war because it was never meant to be won because it's not including God. Let me tell you, when you accept God's grace, around your body, around your food, you don't care anymore. And that is okay. It doesn't mean, oh, I'm just going to go eat a thousand cookies now and gain millions of pounds because I don't care anymore. This is the fear we have. What happens if I let go? What will happen to me? Who will I be? I didn't know who I was outside of being someone who was chasing after fitness. I didn't know who I was outside of being a gym rat who was a clean eater. And before that, I didn't know who I was outside of being a rollerblader who didn't eat carbs. And before that, I didn't know who I was outside of being the fat girl, the fat friend. We play a lot of roles in our lives. You're going to continue to play roles. That's human nature. Because we're consistently feeling the need to define ourselves. And God says, you don't have to define yourself. When you have faith in Jesus when you believe that my son died on the cross for your sins. In other words, he was the sacrifice. You didn't have to keep sacrificing anymore. I've forgiven you. He was the ultimate sacrifice. But not only did he die, but I raised him three days later. 
so that you could have his Holy Spirit living in you and guiding you. And I give you the grace through the Spirit. That's where you receive it from. That's who you are. You want to define yourself? You love God. You trust Jesus. There's your definition. And all things are supposed to flow from that. But we have this desire, this need to fit into the world because the world won't accept that definition. We, you know, the world does not like it when you know who you are because then it can't penetrate you. It can't manipulate, manipulate, manipulate. Having a hard time speaking this morning. It can't manipulate you. It can't get its slimy claws into you and form you into what it wants you to be when you know who you are. And you know who you are when you are a person who accepts God's grace despite the crappiness about you. You got to get real with yourself. There's some crappy stuff about you. Guess what? There's crappy stuff about me. There's crappy stuff about your neighbor. There's crappy stuff about the person down the street. How about the person selling your groceries? We all have our crappy stuff. That's what makes us human. If we didn't have the crappy stuff, we'd already be perfect. Right? Perfection is not having crap. Well, guess what? You're not perfect. There's always going to be crap. And this is part of the problem. You don't accept the crap. You refuse to have it. You want perfection. You want to fit in. You want to be impenetrable. And I'm telling you, the only way you can be impenetrable is by practicing acceptance. That is your armor against the world and against yourself. And that's why dieting is so evil. That's why it's so scary because it removes that self-acceptance and puts in place fear and anxiety and self-doubt. It takes God and lowers his grace and instead puts willpower up on the pedestal. And God will never allow willpower your self-will to beat out his holy grace. He will not. It may happen for a little while. It may seem like it's happening. It could be years, right? But eventually you're going to have to come face to face with God's grace. Eventually you're going to have to see that your willpower when it comes to dieting is not working. And it's not by your fault It's not because you're not strong enough. It's because God will not allow you put anything in front of him, before him. And willpower is a form of idolatry. What is idolatry? It's worshiping anything before God. And let me tell you, man, I got a lot of them. 
That's the journey of life, though, is to be recognizing what those idols are and to continually be praying that God's grace help you step away from worshiping them. When dieting is your focus, your focus is on yourself. Dieting gives you every single tool that you need to become self-worshipping. It's scary. You want to know what it did to me? I am just now starting to be able to exercise again. I love exercise. I'm not lying. I really do love exercise. Yes, I know. I'm horrible. I'm one of those disgusting people. But I do. I love exercise. And at first, I really enjoyed that aspect of dieting because it made me exercise. And then I realized, oh, this is something I really actually do enjoy. But what happened is that the exercise stopped being for fun and started being about looking a certain way. And as I've gotten further in this walk of self-acceptance, I've had to be brutally honest with myself, which is also difficult. Another reason why we hold on to dieting, because we're living in this fantasy land. We're always living in the future, right? I don't mean to get off course here on this conversation, but I do feel like this is an important point to note. When you're a dieter, you're never living in the now. You're living in tomorrow. When will I be thin? I'm dieting now so that I can look this way. I'm dieting now because tomorrow I can button my jeans. I'm dieting now because next month I've got that wedding I have to go to and I need to look good. Never living in the present moment with dieting. And so with the exercise, I had to get really honest with myself. And I realized that when I exercised, I put such a focus still on my body. It was very difficult for me. So I took like eight months off of no exercise. I went from working out six days a week to four days a week to three days a week to none. Now, I'm not saying this because I have a moral, like, there's like, I have to exercise. Like I'm a bad person if I don't work out or I feel bad about myself if I don't work out. I'm not, that's not the point I'm coming at. The point I'm coming at is that dieting stole from me something that I loved so much because it brought me to a point where I literally could not do it without judgment around my body. It always brought my focus back to my figure. I can eat without thinking about what I look like. I am at that point now. I can do that. Yep, totally. I can eat a piece of cake and not think twice about it. Finally. And it feels really amazing, let me tell you. But I'm still working on the exercise part. And I just started being able to slowly do it again. Now I'm, I'm working on some yoga because that doesn't seem to bring attention to my body in any negative way. It's much more the breathing and, 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 and spiritual. And I know there's Christians out there who don't believe in yoga and, you know, but I do, I'm, I'm a yoga practicer. I'm not very good. I shouldn't say I'm a practicer because that's an insult to people who actually do practice. <laughs> I do it off of YouTube, but I mean, I enjoy yoga. 
so I've done that and I've added in a little bit of weightlifting, but I have to be very, very careful because I just find if I'm weightlifting, I'm looking at myself in the mirror constantly trying to see if I'm building muscle and like, who cares? What am I trying to get stronger for? I enjoy the feel of weightlifting. I really do. It feels good to me, but I know that I'm not in a place yet, right? I haven't healed enough where I can do that to the point that I was doing it and not have my body be an issue. So this is something I've had to come to accept. I accept that I can't work out the way I used to, despite the fact that I love it. That doesn't mean that next week I won't be able to go and lift a million weights and feel fine. I have no idea. This is the thing about acceptance and grace. It all has to happen in the present moment. You can't experience it and still be thinking, well, what's tomorrow going to bring? Who cares what tomorrow brings? That's not your problem. God says, worry about today for tomorrow has enough troubles of its own. The last scripture I just want to read is it's Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. And God... Um, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. God does not want you thinking that your works are what is getting the job done. And dieting does. That's all the message dieting says. God wants you to be healthy. Yes, he does. But he doesn't want you to be putting your looks ahead of him. If you're worshiping your body and you're worshiping your belly before you're worshiping your Lord, you got an idol and it needs to be worked on. And it gets worked on by acceptance. Acceptance and faith. So now I'm just going to end today with a prayer. Dear God in heaven, good Lord, acceptance is tough. It's something that we have been searching for all our lives. Acceptance of our peers, acceptance of our husbands, acceptance of our family members, acceptance of our bosses, acceptance from the world, God. But we know that the true acceptance comes from you. We have been accepted by you despite our flaws, despite how we mistreat ourselves, despite the negative things that we do. You accept us 100% fully and you love us. And that is what your grace and your mercy is. And it is fresh and new every day, Lord. And we thank you for that. We pray, God, help us to receive your acceptance so that we may accept ourselves. Help us to understand what acceptance means in our lives 
show us the areas in which we really need to be receiving it. Is it our bodies? Is it our food? Is it our job? It's your will. That is what acceptance is. It's it's trusting your will. And that's what we want, God. That's what we want from our lives, is to know that you have our best interests at heart. And we can be accepted simply because you accept us. And you love us. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to Feed Your Faith. I had so much fun with you today, and I really hope that you got something out of the podcast. Please do not forget to subscribe to the podcast. That way you will never miss an episode. And also, if you're interested, I run an amazing Facebook group, um, Christian Women's Food Freedom Through Faith. Go to uh, Facebook and just put in, you know, Facebook slash Courtney Kopek, and you will come across it definitely check that out. And don't forget to to sign up for my free seven-day devotional, Seven Steps to Food Freedom Through Faith, that you can get over at my website, www.courtneycopec.com. Have a blessed day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Feed Your Faith. I'm your host, Courtney Kopeck, and we are on episode seven here. Today I'm going to be talking about grace and acceptance. I'm going to be talking about what it is, why we need them, um, and how to actually like use them in our lives so that we can get beyond dieting mentality, beyond body hatred, beyond food, obsession, and addiction so that we can live lives free of those things and really be able to live the life that God has waiting for us. But before we get into all that, there are a few really great announcements that I need to make. So let's jump on over and check out what those are. Hello and welcome to another episode of Feed Your Faith. I'm your host, Courtney Kopeck. And we are on episode seven here. Today, I'm going to be talking about grace and acceptance. I'm going to be talking about what it is, why we need them, um, and how to actually like use them in our lives so that we can get beyond dieting mentality, beyond body hatred, beyond food obsession and addiction, so that we can live lives free of those things and really be able to live the life that God has waiting for us. But before we get into all that, there are a few really great announcements that I need to make. So let's jump on over and check out what those are.